grow yourself and grow your marriage. And we're back with another podcast. <laughs> I just came and sneak attacked Jonna with a surprise podcast. Oh wait, you're big serious. Yeah, I'm I'm serious. I was about to watch Sweet Magnolia. <laughs> no, dude. We're gonna do something productive with our lives because we don't do anything productive all day long. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're Take funny. a deep breath. Hey buddy. Well you must have something planned then because Alright, here's here's the game plan. Oh my god. Donna, what are you learning about motherhood with five? That I have to lower my expectations That's good. a lot. That's good. <laughs> on a lot of things. That's good. Would you say that goes for any amount of kids, really? It, it just because it becomes amplified with five? Yeah, I would say with each kid they go lower, though. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Rapid fire answers here. I know this is. I'm like I'm a little nervous. Um, a little okay. here. Next off, what? Wait, did you not want an example of lowered expectations? Oh sure. Okay. For example, I used to really care about going to bed with the kitchen like really nicely clean. Remember, we would go, mm-hmm. we would both together tag team clean the kitchen and get it clean every night until we had about four. Mm-hmm. And now that we have five. Some nights I just close my eyes and walk past it because I'm like, I gotta sleep. Forget <laughs> like I, it. I just, yeah, like, exactly. well, truly though, when you're trying to do everything, you can't do everything and do it all well. And five kids take up a lot of time throughout the day on top of the other stuff mm-hmm. I'm trying to prioritize. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm like right now, I'm getting in my workouts and stuff. If I'm getting in my workouts and school and the kids, keeping them alive and fed, the house is going to be slacking a little bit. Right? Well, yeah. You definitely can't can't do it all well, like you said. It's it's difficult. And but it's like accepting that is hard. Accepting that and accepting that in the world of Instagram where there's mom with nine kids and, you know, it looks like she has it all together. Fit and put together and, and yeah, her house is together and her kids are dressed and stuff. Like something else is then being compromised. It has to be. There's only 24 yes. hours in the day. I agree. So what do you say to that mom who's listening to this uh, and just feeling really discouraged and maybe just in a place of like, I'm a failure and I can't do it all well and keep it all together. Where should I start? Well, first I want to tell that mom that you're not a failure and you're not alone in those thoughts, but they're not real and they're not productive and we all have them. Um, and none of us have it together. I get a lot of nice messages from well-meaning people that I know and people that I don't know even on usually Instagram. That's usually where I just share most of my days. And they're always like, I don't know how you do it with five. I can't do it with two or I can't do it with three or one or whatever. And always stuff like that. And I always feel kind of guilty because I'm just, I'm not guilty because I tell them, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. What is doing it anyways? Right. What is the standard of doing it? Like, That's a good question. how am I getting up every day? How am I getting, like, because I'm not all put together. My house isn't clean. 
Let's snore, bro. There's like a few clean rooms. I know. That was oh, the baby. baby. There's a few clean rooms, but like what is doing it? Like keeping a little bit, like keeping sane. I'm not fully sane. Mm-mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm just, that is true. It's something I've never really defined. Like define doing it. Like just being here. I mean, I'm trying and a lot of my efforts are not my own. Like I rely heavily on the Holy Spirit and on Chris for getting through the days um, and community, our community group, our friends, our family, our church, our, you know, me and my one friend are doing a lot of homeschooling stuff together right now. And that's making a huge difference because it's very hard to homeschool in general, but homeschooling with little babies around and Ledger, oh my gosh, our 19-month-old is just like having five kids by himself. Yeah, he's brutal. He's so hard right now. But he's really hard. But he's so cute. He's super cute. I think that's God's grace. Like each stage of parenting is hard for different reasons. Or like each age of a kid is hard for different reasons. But it's also like fun and exciting in a new way each time. You know what I mean? It's true. Like there's always a hard that matches the new fun stage. Like Lucan's like just super cute and cuddly right now. Which is the fun part. And he can't go anywhere if you lay him down, which is the fun part. But the hard part is, you know, he's still so dependent, wakes up like a newborn. And, yeah, we gotta feed him a bunch of bottles. And he's breathing. noisy. So noisy. He's <laughs> oh, so noisy, you. dude. Oh, bless you. No one gave you permission to sneeze five times. But like Ledger's hard is that he. You can't reason with a one and a half year old. Sure can. And he can't really tell you what he wants. He can't even for, really reason with a six year old. <laughs> that's true. I know, but like it just goes straight to tan- temper tantrum because he can't really express all the time what he wants. Yeah. And he's mischievous because he wants to explore and he gets reactions from his siblings and us. Mm-hmm. Like literally all day today. All, let, let me just tell you guys. Let me tell somebody. From the time he opened his eyes, he was ready to wreak havoc today. Yeah, like anytime he can find a cup of water or any liquid, he's going to find it and he's going to dump it out <laughs> everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he likes to throw things like we call him Bam Bam. Today, he found a glass jar that I actually started putting like markers and crayons and stuff in because it had a lid and it looked aesthetically pleasing on my shelves. Well, he's one and he shattered it. He shattered. I was literally on a business call, and the girls come running down to my office, and they're like, "Let your blood, let let your blood all over him." And I was like, "What?" Blood all over him. I was they're like, so oh, sorry. Can I call you back? They're so dramatic. I'm like, "Don't get daddy. I got this." <laughs> but but here's the deal. He was gonna throw it at Lena, and I knew he was about to do. It. I was like, "Lena, hurry, get savage. the jar." And then he threw it anyways, and I was feeding the baby, so I wasn't moving quick enough, and mm-hmm. I. I had to rely on my six-year-old. I was like, well, look, grab Ledger before he grabs the glass because I know what he's going to do. He's going to pick up the big shard of glass, and he touched it before I could get to him. and Cut himself. Not bad. Like, literally just a little. You can't even see. A little dweeb. I was actually trying to look at his finger tonight to show my mom. I was like, you can't even see where you cut him, where you it can't. cut him. And then he, and then, I, you know, I'm not going to bash you, but I will. Jonna decided to give him a glass bowl for lunch. And I almost well, down the house last week. It's that fine. My pretty much work. turned into the same Shatterfest because he he looked straight at me and he started pushing <laughs> it off of off of the tray. And I was like, "No, dude, no, 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 no!" And I was just out of reach. It was just out of my reach. I like maybe leaned in real quick. Faster. Yeah, maybe. Well, it was just out of my reach. Mm-hmm. And maybe I I leaned in as far as I could with my fingertips to keep it pushed on the tray. And he just like looked at me and just. Mm-hmm. 
knocked it off like he was some king. It's the worst. And it shattered all over the rug, okay, which was so odd. So here's the deal. So anyway, just like if you guys listen, that's to, maybe a little too descriptive. If you if you listen to the episode where I was talking about how I thought about not leaving our griddle on our flat top stove, mm-hmm. and then I did, and then it caught fire. I thought about not giving him the glass bowl. But I, my mind is going so 100 on, miles a minute. Whatever you think about not doing. And I really do. didn't have time to dirty up another out. bowl. The thing is, I give him like little mm. tiny glass bowls often because he's like there's a rug there and I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Anyways, he did like 600 things like that. He climbed on the counter. He was pulling Lola's uh, paper away from her. She was trying to work. She was color. He was coloring on it while they were trying to do stuff. He's just that's just one of the savage right now. Oh. All right, so okay, this yeah, isn't sorry, quite rapid on. fire. That was, I was a little more descriptive than I was looking for, but it's fine. I'm sure people can We're relate. We're not even 10 minutes in. I think that's pretty good. Okay, that's decent. <laughs> okay. So what would you say for any males listening who may, maybe the wife's in a similar spot, just feeling like, my goodness, I am having a difficult time balancing it all, doing it all well. Let's just put it that way. What does the husband need to be doing? What do you need? What does the wife need? Y'all got time for this? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Obviously, every situation is different, but I feel like a lot of us just want to be seen and heard and appreciated. Uh, being a mom. Okay, seen and heard. Like, okay, let's on. let's well, be a, mo- a little I'm more going descriptive. To. I'm going to. Okay. Being a mom But not is, too descriptive because it's rapid fire. <laughs> Chris, being a mom is a very thankless job. Our kids do not care if I wipe their butt or if I feed them. In fact, they complain about what I feed them or not wiping their butt fast enough or, you know what I mean? They don't care if I'm cleaning or keeping their laundry done or no. whatever, you know? Like, they, they complain about most of the things I do throughout the day. So, it's a very thankless, unappreciated job mm-hmm. right now in the young years. Um, and so I think when a husband recognizes how hard a wife is working, how hard the mom is working to keep all those things going that not everybody sees, because guess what? I can clean all day. I could be working on the kitchen all day or this floor even all day. And the kids can uh, tear it up before you can get off work. And you will be like, you're not, you don't do this anymore, but you'd be like, in the world like what do you mean what have you been doing all day and literally there's days where we don't sit down we don't you know sit down without go to the bathroom alone we don't whatever all these things that are unseen throughout the day the mental load of the mental task list that is on us of just trying to keep the family running and always wondering if we're doing good enough and always wondering if we're doing enough and Mm -hmm. yada 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 so there's just so much more to being a mother that then meets the eye and i feel like if husbands could just see that and and just or at least fake it and act like we see it right well i guess i'm kidding <laughs> like well i guess that's better than nothing i mean i guess like if you, that's where you're gonna start no i mean just well so it's hard for you to see everything we do because you're not here doing everything we do all day yes and i will say that I think ev- everyone has their own complex of, look look at me, my life's hard, you know, you should have empathy for what I'm going through. Well, that's whereas what, whereas yeah. I think the man's responsibility is to make sure that he's stepping up and leading 
and also making sure that whatever's happening in the household, you know, he's taking responsibility of that and he is he is making sure that he's taking responsibility for the condition of his wife's mental health and spiritual health and all those things. So I I feel like just because, you know, that's how God created us, that's God's design is for us men, we need to stop with the whole like, well, you know, I work too and this is hard for me too, which I've been guilty of in the past, but I feel like life works much better when you just you find freedom and just blaming it on yourself and even if it's not your fault, but taking responsibility for the condition of how your wife's feeling. That's pretty good. Well, yeah, I think just recognizing that, yes, like, so uh, obviously we're kind of talking about our situation as a stay-at-home mom and and the husband as being the provider. And in our situation, it's like, yes, your job is to provide financially, and that takes a huge toll, and you, you know, you take care of all the bills and all that stuff, but remembering, I think this is important for husbands to remember, we all share the home together, and we did not, you know, moms did not create the children on their own. So I just think that the lie that your job start, stops at five is, I don't know, I think that's just big for a lot of us. Like, a little bit of help goes a long way. So back to you asking me, hey, what can what can the guys do if the wife's overwhelmed and stuff? See her, hear her, ask her how she's doing, ask her, and just ask her what what could she? What could you help with? I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. When you asked me that, I'll never forget. It was in our townhome. You basically asked me, like, hey, how can I help you? What could I do that would make things easier on you because you're having a hard time? Like, that's big because that tells us that you see that we're having a hard time. You hear that we're saying we're having a hard time. And you're, you care about us enough to say, hey, I'm going to try to fix it. And plus, kind of like you just said, in the role of being like the leader and the one who takes responsibility. It, I personally like that you can come in and be like, Hey, let me not let me take over, but do you know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I, I feel the desire to be led in that way. Yeah. Well, and protected in a it, way, I guess it's nice to be able to give that burden away at some level or, you know, carry, carry some of the weight of that burden, share the, share share the, the weight, the weight of yeah. that burden. Yeah. Because it is a lot and it is stressful and there's a ton happening throughout the day. So, yeah. Can I add something real fast? So you may. Let, let me stop. Let me give an example. I think this is fitting. I don't know. It just popped in my head. If you are a husband and you come home from work and, like I said earlier, you're like the house is not what you want it to be or what you would expect it to be for somebody being home all day. When If you criticize that or if you criticize, you know, something about the kids or whatever, you probably would see that your wife would get extremely defensive. And it's because it's our job. So like I take our house and our children, their behavior, the way they, they're, they're smarts because I'm homeschooling them now, our home, all of that. If any of that is criticized, I take it personally because it's like I'm failing at my job because it this is my job. So for the husband to come home and be, you know, disappointed about what you're not able to keep together, it's like a 24-7 job. 
you know you have an out you have a window of productivity that you work the best for your job Mm -hmm. nobody's made to be able to be a 24 7 employee or whatever you know what i mean sure i mean yeah it's a good point it's 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 a good point so so what about the husband who walks in and sees that his wife is overwhelmed and she is you know kind of letting herself get lost in her phone or entertainment or something because she's looking for that outlet but he looks at it as you've been doing that all day no wonder this place looks like this yeah I would say it's time to have a conversation because your wife is probably struggling with some depression because there comes a point or just analysis paralysis. I know sometimes when I'm so overwhelmed because there's so much to do, you can find yourself just sitting down like, I'm just going to mindlessly scroll because, I don't know, you just your brain doesn't want to operate. Like, I'll want to read a book, but I'm like, I can't even read right now because I can't think straight because I'm overwhelmed or because the kids are being crazy and it's chaotic or there's just too much to do there's nowhere to start or a state of just depression and scrolling your phone doesn't help that depression but Mm -mm. i feel like when you don't know what to do to make things better or you feel lonely or you feel depressed it's easy to just fall into that media world to just kind of numb it i guess right so i would say a conversation needs to be had and that's where you can check in on her and say like how are you doing what are you feeling what can i help you with and even like you know pointing out or looking for something positive that she is doing because it's so easy to especially if you're in a place where in your marriage right now where things are hard and maybe you both feel some kind of I don't know, resentment or frustration with each other. With You know, everyone jokes about it on social media, but you're the husband, you're leaving your socks all over. You're leaving your laundry, you're not putting your laundry in the basket, or you're leaving cabinet doors open or the toilet seat up or whatever. You know, you always see see uh, people joking about. That's like common stuff that husbands do that annoy wives. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's frustrating her and maybe she's frustrating you by just nagging you and stuff, whatever, or you're frustrated by her being on her phone or whatever. You know what I mean? Those things build up and you start to just only see the things that annoy you or that affirm for you. Yep. See, she is lazy. She was on her phone earlier. Now she's, you know, watching Netflix or whatever. See, he doesn't care about me and what I'm doing. He just left his plate on the table and now he's like playing video games instead of helping me when I've been here all day. Those kinds of thoughts. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were the days. You're stupid. Um, oh. Where was I going with that point? Before I stepped oh. into re- the reality of what was actually happening. When you're feeling that like, frustration. Oh, that. wait, let me finish this before I think. Okay, forget. Okay, go. When you're already feeling that way, you are going to constantly look for those things. You're going to look for the things to affirm and to validate that resentment that you have building up in you because you want to feel... You want to feel validated. You want to feel like, yeah, I'm right for being annoyed with her. I'm right for doing this or that or whatever. So instead, I want to challenge you to, like, even if you walk into the house being a mess, look for something positive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Stop. start looking for positive things that your wife is doing in her job, whatever that is. Right. Even if she works outside the home, obviously. I'm just talking from my perspective as a stay-at-home mom. but Right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely being conscious of 
of just the things that are going good or right, you know? Maybe most days she's not getting ready for the day or whatever, but the house is a disaster and she decided to do her makeup that day. It's like, man, you better recognize that. That's a big deal. It's yeah, a freaking it's big deal. That could have taken an hour. That could have been, you know, ridiculous. You always got to give something up to be able to do something like that. Well, yeah, that, and I'll say you've helped me before on days where I've, I, my toxic trait, one of the many is several. One of the <laughs> many is that I feel when I'm motivated, I feel like I can get a lot more done in a day with five kids than I actually can. Mm. And so I'll start on a lot of things and then I'll have to stop, stop to feed a baby or wipe a butt or whatever. And then that project will be. I promise I'll start wiping myself soon. Have finished gross. <laughs> we'll be half finished. And then, but like, then I'll be on a second floor, so I'll see something that needs to be done, and I'll start that because I'll feel really motivated thinking I can get it done. So I have, like, a bunch of half-cleaned rooms or mm -hmm. half-organized rooms or whatever. Um, but maybe in that day I got all of homeschool done, and I worked out, and I fed us three healthy meals or whatever. My point in saying this is, and I got dressed, is I'll still beat myself up at night about all the things I didn't do. And there's been times where you've really blessed me in the moment of being like, wait a second, but didn't you do this and this and this and name all the things I did get done in a day? Mm -hmm. um, and just the fact that you recognize that not only makes me feel better because I feel seen, but it makes me feel better because it makes me realize that I've got to stop focusing on the mom guilt and all the things I'm not doing and realize like, one human can only do so much and mm -hmm. I need to feel good about the good, the, the priorities, you know, like mm -hmm. the one day I told you, I was like, gosh, I'm always stressing about cleaning. Cause it is, it really is important for me to have a clean house. But the one day I remember I got up, I was like, I'm just going to do my Bible and my workout because honestly, those things are eternal. Like those actually matter more than if my house is mm -hmm. pristine. And so I'm trying to just focus on priorities yeah. First. And then, you know, if I get the kitchen clean by the end of the night, right now, in this season, it's icing on the cake. Heck yeah, it is. My goodness. So, okay. So that's ways that the woman can feel seen and heard. Let's think about the ways men can feel seen and heard. So let's talk about, we might even call this feeling seen and heard. You never know. Do you remember that episode of Parenthood was like, I see you, I yeah, I was you. thinking that. Did the formula come from Parenthood? No. It may have. No, I just thought. I don't know. 13% on my phone, by the way. So uh -oh. I, guess I'll have to, I guess I'll have to make this quick. But basically, just off the top of my head here, because you've done a, a great job. I just totally like hit you with a, hey, here's the mic in your face. And I know. I was you, seriously about to start a show on Netflix. You done hit it. That's hilarious. I literally walked down just like, hey, record, boop. Yeah, I definitely didn't expect that because we did one last <laughs> night, and fun. right now our our pattern is about one a month. I know. So we're just going to do like 10 in a row and launch them all and be like, well, yeah, I guess they're all like sea level, but at least you got something. That um, great. <laughs> anyway, so feeling seen and heard for a guy, I think, even though it sounds like a more feminine term or set of needs, needs yeah, would probably be anything that, I expressed to Donna that I'm working on, that I'm trying to improve, you know. So she might know that I'm extra angry with the kids or I am not being as patient as I want to be and stuff like that. So I think I think that maybe with something like that, 
anytime I put an effort forward to do better with those things, let's say I've done better five times in a row and then I blow up once. And then if I get chastised for that, it's really discouraging. You know what I mean? Because you're just like, man, I'm trying so hard. I feel like nothing's been noticed. But then the one time I screw up, man, I feel like a failure. You know what I mean? So I think probably from a guy's perspective or something like that, that's about as emotional as I can get with you because <laughs> you know how good I am at that. But uh, but that's probably something, you know, that guys would want to feel seen on. Like, seen hey, that your I'm trying to do better in this area that we have both agreed I suck at. And then offer up some grace. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, somewhat. But more than anything, I feel like when there's something to improve on, just having the affirmation like, hey, babe, good job. I see you doing that. You know, it goes a long way when I go up to tuck the girls in. They're losing their ever-loving minds. And then I like keep my cool the whole time. And I'm like, Whew, okay, I did it. And I walk down the step and then I get affirmation from Jonna when she says something like, hey, nice job. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh the times you do that, I'm so impressed. I'm like, how oh. did you go in and handle that situation so calmly? Because, yeah, so. I mean, it's very, very sensory overload, overwhelming to have oh, it's dumb. multiple children crying and screaming at the same time. It's- it's chaos. It's unbelievable. But have we had all five I feel like at we've the same time to crying. It. We've had definitely had I think four once. Five. I think once. It was five? pretty it was pretty extreme. I mean, it was one of those like you look at each other and you just laugh. We like laugh. this is absurd. Yeah. Uh Okay, okay so wait, so you need to be seen and heard by just recognizing when So you guys I are personally am not a big words of affirmation guy. I'm more of a like, hey, you suck, do better. Oh, great. That motivates me. Right, which is confusing um, when I'm but like, hey, you sucked. As I'm as I'm as I'm, you know, kind of flushing this out here, I'm realizing that affirmation on the things that I suck at and I'm working on is certainly helpful. It's certainly encouraging to be like, okay, cool. So, you know, not only do I feel the evidence I'm improving, but she sees it too. Mm-hmm. Because I think oftentimes it's really easy for guys, especially these days, for us guys to get in like passivity mode. So we're super passive. And we're not improving on the things because the little voice in our head is just like, yeah, well, my wife doesn't believe me anyway. She doesn't think that I'm capable of getting over that hurdle. And I've told her before in a moment of high emotions that, oh, I'll do better. And I'll I'll start helping you with this. Or I'll start this. Or I'll start that. And so guys get discouraged because they they feel like, they feel like man, not only do I believe I can't be consistent because the evidence isn't there. My wife doesn't either. So any little bit of encouragement to feel seen, I think, uh, is good. So what about the wife, though, that has heard her husband verbally promise those things? Like the, heard? A, some kind of a Well, so... But they're not sure. How should she... No, that's good. ...respond to that? That's she good. believe in him. So basically, at that point, you know... When I was when I was doing my my coaching with people, I would I would teach on like delusional thinking, you know, delusional thoughts and thinking is a result of evidence not meeting reality. So if I tell you I'm healthy, but I walk in with McDonald's to work every day, then there's a little bit of delusion going on there, right? So I can tell you I'm healthy and tone blue in the face, but if my body doesn't reflect that. 
and I walk in with McDonald's every day, you're like, that dude's a loser. What the heck? You know what I mean? As opposed to me just being real. I'm like, yeah, I'm blowing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's not delusional because the evidence is there. However, if a guy is feeling discouraged and, and feeling like, oh man, I keep saying the same thing over and over again and I'm never getting it done, I think it comes down to you have to build a an obscene amount of evidence for yourself to believe and be like, well, shoot, I, I can't even argue with myself. The evidence is there. I'm working towards those things. That's why I'm not a huge proponent of affirmations. I think affirmations sometimes can get a little bit hairy because you start to create things and you think if you say them enough, it's going to be better when, when what you should do is you should affirm things that haven't happened but only affirm them continually if there's evidence moving in that direction. So if I say uh, I make a million dollars a month and we live a life of abundance, but I have a job that has a, a steady income that is completely stuck and no way to make a million dollars a month in the near future at all, I'm not writing that. Wow, Chris, you just got you know what I mean? manifested, haven't you heard? <laughs> right. Just think it and, <laughs> right. and it will come to you. Exactly. So, so yeah, the manifestations, the affirmation thing or whatever, that's a bit of a tangent. But basically what I'm getting at is evidence has to be reality. So for the guy, he's got to step up and be like, all right, man, I'm the leader. What I say is true and I'm going to prove that to you, even though I haven't in the past with these little small things. And then for the woman, I certainly hope you see those wins and keep affirming those for him so he can believe in himself because behind every great man is, you know, a supportive woman. So I think that, uh, I think that kind of covers the scene part. I got you. Yeah. I just want to say there's a lot of delusional thinking. It appears in the current time we are living in. Oh, there is for sure. I have so many thoughts on that, but we won't. There is. I feel like that would go. Yeah, I feel like that would go in a different direction. Um, what about herd? I feel like you hit seen and heard pretty good. You Uh, probably um, feel heard. Yeah, you. You tell me what I need to hear. You probably feel heard when I don't know when I respond. I think men just want to be respected, honestly. That makes you feel heard. We're designed to feel that way. Feelings, your decisions, or your whatever. But you also have to command that respect, you know? Oh, command. No, 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 no. You also have to earn that respect, not just by way of like, well, he's the husband, so I'll respect him. Like, no. You, You have to step up and say, step up and do the things and act the way that is respectable you know what i mean like wife respect me but i'm gonna sit on my butt and play video games and not care about the you know spiritual condition of this household or or anything like that it's like well sorry bro you're not really worthy of respect but that doesn't matter because the bible says that the wife should still the wife should submit still and be and be respectful yes however if the husband is not leading, if the husband is not leading, he does not deserve the respect of, hey, do do these things. This is the direction we're going as a family. Yeah, if he's not under the headship of the Lord. Exactly. So so it's a yeah. it's a it's Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little complicated, but I mean, 
you can pretty much nail you down still want to be anything like that and you know if you're a guy and you're like man i i hate being nagged well what's the solution become unnaggable <laughs> you, like, you know what i mean socks, your socks in yeah the i mean i'm certainly not doing that um all, all the time or anything but also it doesn't really bother me that much when i'm nagged like okay whatever fine it's not that big a deal you're not really super naggy but i'm not super naggable on all that stuff either <laughs> naggable i'm really not like no i, I think know. what we've i don't know i guess i would just say i think our relationship is to a place where i know if you leave your plate on the table now it's not because you hate me. It's not disrespect. It's, it's you're like, like, oh, shoot. In a hurry and you're running Yeah, out. somebody needed wiped and we went to the bathroom and wiped them and then like, oh, shoot, somebody fell. Oh, no, it's crap. usually you get a phone call or something. Yeah, or a phone call or whatever, yeah. Whereas before, it would just be, you know, our relationship wasn't in a great place at there, you know, at a time a few years ago. And that was just one more thing to be aggravated of like, see... You don't care. You don't understand what I do all day. Sure, I'll clean up after you. I'll clean up after the kids all day. Why not? Clean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Those feelings and those thoughts are so much easier to not even come in my head right now because mm. I know you respect me. You love me. You see me. You know what I'm doing is hard. And it's out of pure just not thinking if you don't put your plate away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I feel more like, I don't know. I like to take care of you as well, so yeah. don't mind putting your plate away. The I, socks, though. I appreciate The that. socks, though. I know. It's true. We could work on that. <laughs> yeah, so, I yeah, I mean, does that about cover it? I don't know. You only rapid-fired me, like, two questions. Yeah, but, you know, what more do you need when you can nail down a topic and not have a plan to nail down a topic? Right, don't tell them all our secrets. We did it. Seen and heard. No, seriously, Feeling this is not seen scripted. and heard. I literally was sitting here getting ready to turn on a Netflix show because it's Wednesday and that's close enough to the weekend to me to be able to <laughs> watch an episode. Hump day. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and you just popped up in my face with a phone. I, yeah, I I wasn't even sure where it would go. I was like, you know what, we just have not podcasts, so let's just see what happens. And I just hit record and here we are. So hopefully that was, you know, somewhat valuable. I, I guess I'd. Ask the question if we're titling this feeling seen and heard or something like that. Did that answer the question? Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, shoot us a text and tell us what makes you feel seen and heard by your spouse. or Yeah. Or what would you wish? How would you wish to be seen or heard by your spouse? How about that? Well, we don't need to know that. Your spouse needs to know that. Well, maybe then we can do an episode and your spouse could listen to it. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't ever like that method. I feel no. like that's way too passive. Like, like here, listen to this podcast. Like here, here, listen to this podcast. Like, okay, the I obviously know why you're telling me to listen to this podcast because you see something, but you're not, you know, actually bringing it up. It's to definitely me. the easy way to like try to bring. Yeah, it's them. super passive. Which, hey, we're not saying don't share the show, but but no, but I'm just saying a lot of this stuff should be practical stuff that motivates you to be like, you know what? Okay. If I don't do anything different, I'm going to keep getting the same result. And if I'm not cool with that, then I got to do something different. Well, how about this? If you do want to share it with your spouse, you have a conversation first. Like, hey, this is why I want to share it with you. And I don't know, see what you think of their perspective. That's yeah. different than just being like, here, listen to this. Yeah. And then running away. Regardless, man, we just have to keep moving forward. I, you know, we haven't podcasts in a while. And I feel... I, 
as a result of that, we we had a lot of lies going through our head, like, ah, oh, you guys aren't valuable anymore anyway. You're just in a season of chaos. N- nothing's going, you know, especially great for you to be any type of an influence or anything like that. And meanwhile, people reach out, hey, you guys going to get another podcast up? Mr. Show, blah, 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 all this stuff. And we still haven't gotten stuff out. And I feel like the bottom line here is, in, in getting this out, I'm realizing more and more, it's just super important for us to realize that, you know, leadership and and keeping the glue together in a good marriage and thriving in marriage, even in difficult seasons and all the things we kind of talk about with those pillars that we go back and forth on mm-hmm. is really hard work. It's, you know, it's like you go to a wedding and the old person gives you advice and they're like, it's hard work. And you're like, yeah, what does that even mean? But now you realize hard work is when you should do something but you don't feel like it but you do it anyway you know what i mean like that's hard because sometimes i don't feel like leading or feel like keeping my patience or donna doesn't feel like doing things she needs to do or feel like washing the kids sheets or whatever but freaking we gotta just do it we just have to do it and the motivation comes from being like well if i don't What's the alternative to just stay where I'm at? And I think that's wrong. I think it's sinful. I think it's it's really something that we should feel pretty deeply and be like, man, why would I want to stay where I am if I get one earthly life here? Nice. That's yeah. all. That's all I got. Nope. I feel like that's good. I feel like that's such a convicting, challenging question to take a look at your Because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like, I don't know if it's just because I'm older now or if time really is getting faster, but the days go by so fast that every night I'm kind of doing the same stuff as I get ready for bed. I'm like, oh my gosh, another day is gone. Like, what did I do today that was, you know, more than just surviving and, you know, just having that thought in your mind of, okay, if every, if my life continues on this path, where are we going to be kind of thing? Like, that's such a... Yeah. Because the days go so fast that it's easy to not think about the future, but literally you are living your future if you don't change anything. So Yeah, and and you know, it goes for both spouses. It's like if you feel like you if you're a wife and you feel like you don't you have a husband who's not stepping up and doing the things he's supposed to do, first off, subconsciously, I feel like you unfortunately feel like you're not worthy of one who is supposed to lead you the way that God calls a man to lead. Or maybe you don't know. Which sucks, right? Or like maybe you don't know. Yeah. Or maybe you don't even know that that exists because you don't have an example of of that. Uh, but regardless, something has to give. Something has to give. You can't just live in... Uh, misery is a pretty crappy word, but I mean, let's just be real and hit it where it is, you know? You know, that's something we probably need to talk about in a, a different episode because your phone's dying, but... 11%. <laughs> okay. So that's probably something we actually do need to talk about. It's like, what a relationship can be. What is... What does it mean? We keep saying to lead in a godly marriage and godly wife, submissive wife, all these things. What does that actually look like? Because when, when you just said that, I was thinking, there's so many... I know for me, before I became a Christian, before I met you... I had a picture of marriage that was very different than what we have now. And, like, I think that 
plenty of people live in in a state of just settling because truly if you look around at society there's really not a ton of great examples look around like most people you know come from divorced families no divorced families are divorced themselves and like there's not a whole lot out there to show us what a solid like what is a solid marriage is it just like getting along getting by to the kids are out of the house and then you're like okay what do we do now right you know what i mean like that's pretty much what most people think marriage is i think right it's true i feel yeah. like we should kind of define what yeah. a good marriage looks like and can be and you know maybe like a, i don't know maybe somebody wake up and realize that they're not living what they could be yeah i think that's pretty decent uh Decent episode to, uh, you know, ponder, ponder, plan, all those things. So, good stuff. Well, uh, you know, somehow we squeezed 40 minutes out of this. <laughs> we can talk. We sure can. Couch convos. We, we can gab it up. So, well, that's what's up. There's Wednesday night, and uh, that's all we got for the evening. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. If this episode brought you value, please go ahead and share it with a friend or yourself. And don't forget to text us, 513-620-4383.